2: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
3: Yo, what's up, everybody? And thank you very much for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Today, the Fat and the Furious returns with myself, Bully Ray, and my tag team partner, Tommy Dreamer, covering AEW Dynamite. Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal, kicking off the show and tearing the house down. But what else did we get? The debut of Jeff Jarrett. Want to get Tommy's take, and I'll let you know what I thought about it also. In the main event, Samoa Joe defends the Ring of Honor Television Championship against big jacked-up Brian Cage. Hobbs hits the ring, Wardlow hits the ring, chaos ensues. We'll get the take of Tommy and myself on what we thought of the business then. And then we get the acclaimed daddy-ass birthday celebration. Comedy and levity in pro wrestling. Does it work and did it work last night? Me and Dreamer talk about it right here. Fat and Furious edition of Busted Open. Scissor me, fatty-ass. The big reveal of Cole carter uh dressed up as sting tommy did you hear the pop for
0: cole carter uh it was uh yeah no there was none
3: <laughs> there was no pop for cole there wasn't carter. even
0: i could there wasn't even crickets there wasn't even
3: a cricket a cricket a single cricket it I was think
0: people were like is that what sting really looks like <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is what you call uncomfortable silence in the wrestling business yeah. uh but Cole Carter obviously was a misdirection, a ruse, a distraction from the actual uh, moment that we were supposed to get, which is Jeff Jarrett sliding underneath the ring, turning Darby Allen around and cranking him over the head with the quintessential uh, Jeff Jarrett guitar shot which Darby sold very very well and stayed down the whole time and did not move tommy walk us and talk us through the entire segment what did you think why did they use cole carter dressed up as sting um what what is jeff jarrett doing here in aew and do you think it's good for the company
0: um man that's that's a that's a loaded question uh Cole Carter, I believe he was in WWE. He was uh, Two Dimes. That was uh, his gimmick, right, for a little bit. Paul,
3: I, I honestly don't know. I'm not Paul, but yeah, I don't know.
0: No, I'm asking Paul. I believe Two that dimes. him Um, he has great. I was right. Uh, he looks great. He has put unlimited potential. Um, obviously, I believe he will now be aligned with Jay and Sanjay. Uh, when you're going to do a reveal, you have to always make sure that it's going to get a reaction, which it did not and nothing on you. You're just unknown, uh, to the wrestling community. When you're, I feel if you're doing a misdirection, if you're doing a, Hey, look at this hand while this hand does something, I would have had him pop up, go to do something Darby counters that on him, knocking off the mask. Oh my gosh, is that Cole Carter? Like, what is he doing? Then Jay Lethal could capture it on him. Then, if you wanted to do, bring in the Jeff Jarrett thing. Let him counter the no pop for the bigger pop to uh, come in. Um, And as well as even now that he's helping out, their plan didn't work, but actually their plan did work because it's like uh, a play fake hey, I'm going to hand the ball off to this guy, but no, he's going to throw the ball to the wide receiver down the thing.
3: Great way to um, put it. Play fake. Love it.
0: And Jeff obviously will get a big pop. Uh, Jeff showing up. Listen, I, I'm I'm a veteran. Uh, you are too. It helps the company. He's an established person. I mean, and I can't say Jeff has been missing. Jeff did some good shit with GCW. Jeff was In the WWE this year, Jeff um, was part of that Ric Flair match, him and Sanjay. So there's the, I mean, him and Jay Lethal. There's the connective tissue. When Jeff had TNA, you know, Sanjay and Jay were his guys. So, I mean, all that worked. His message to the people, man, I actually, I liked it because, I mean, you know this. Jeff is an amazing heel and will get that heat. Um, then you go forward, obviously now he's working behind the scenes because Tony Khan put out the tweet that he's going to be helping with live events. And he's, you know, he's now doing, I guess, stuff that he was doing in WWE, which I didn't know what he was doing there. And as well as he's going to be an on-air character, don't know if I would have put that tweet out because if his business is to go after the, and burn down AEW and hurt their fan base, don't know if it would be. So great to say that he's part of the AEW business growth for 2023. Um, But uh, Jeff is a commodity. If Jeff is going to be eventually like, I mean, I think they'll probably go to Darby and Sting versus Jeff and Jay, uh, which will be good. And, you know, for a lot of the use of veterans, it's great to do something with a Darby because a Jeff versus Darby will be an interesting matchup. He looks great. He's still in great shape and Jeff can work and Jeff can be what a lot of people don't want to be heels.
3: How do you think a veteran like Jeff Jarrett and the way he works out there will be received by the AEW locker room? Do you think he'll be welcome?
0: I mean, uh, Jeff knows a lot of the people there. Uh, and I no longer go with the theory of, oh, somebody has heat because though people say they have heat, but nobody seems to do anything about it. Um, if you don't like a person, then either discuss it like men or fight, but that doesn't happen. You can't fight in AEW. Um, if you fight in a hotel, you get arrested. So that whole thing of you have heat, I feel is total bullshit because nobody does anything about it. It's, it's. Throughout the course of time, I've heard about people having heat with somebody and then they're in the same locker rooms or that same type of stuff. When people fight, yes, then they really do have heat. And we have seen that or heard about it. I shouldn't say seen it. And that's where people have heat. But if, you know, hey, let's either squash it because we work in companies in the same company or like you go your way, you go don't, you know. That, that's the only thing they have to do. But that whole, oh, he has heat or people don't like him. I think it's all bullshit because nobody ever does anything about it.
3: I like the suggestion of Jeff versus Darby. That's an obvious one. I like the suggestion of Jeff and Jay Lethal versus Darby and Sting. That's another obvious one. Get two pay-per-views out of that, no doubt. Past that do you utilize Jeff for anything else or do you just get those two matches out of him and then let him settle into his role backstage as possibly an agent and as a director of marketing or whatever the title was that he gave, they gave him helping out with the live events. Uh,
0: I mean, I think, I mean, Jeff is multifaceted, if that's even the word I'm looking for um, where he'll also want to be on camera. Um, I think a Jay and Jeff versus the acclaimed with Billy and Sanjay is something. Think about, you know, Jay and Jeff uh against FTR. there there's a lot of things think think of what a uh a, a Jeff Jared jungle boy could do for Jungle Boy. There's a lot of things where you can go, like I said, using a veteran, uh with that stature to, help out the younger talent grow. And I think that's that's key. Jay is Jay's a veteran and but when I say that he's just he's a veteran with experience but not a veteran with age, you know, Jeff Jeff's same age as me, same age as you and could very very definitely add to being a heel and a heel like product. I look at him like when we brought in Bill Alfonso to ECW he was the referee that was going to enforce the rules and he had the most heat out of anybody because like i said earlier in ecw we bastardized the rules and his entire thing that he was there for was to get choke slammed by 911 we gave the fans the payoff after teasing it teasing it paid it off and then you know he hooked up with rob and sabu and taz and he had a long career in ecw uh jeff jeff can still have special matches and be utilize how he is great and being a heel good
3: take there tommy i definitely think and i and i and i watched that flare match live i was sitting in the second row um the amount of heat that jeff was able to generate for that flare match was uh was significant and i think if given the opportunity and saying and doing the right things in aew jeff can be a heat seeker um and i think it can work because it seems like the aew fan base needs one of those vets that they can that they can truly hate. and I think Jeff gets that type of
2: heat. From standout wrestler to the pinnacle of mixed martial arts, Chris Weidman has done it all. <laughs> Don't miss Won't Back Down Radio with former UFC middleweight champion Chris Weidman every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Join the All-American for the best fight analysis, breakdowns, and interviews with the heaviest hitters in the fight game. Won't Back Down Radio with Chris Weidman, Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156.
1: Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active.
3: Getting back to the AEW talk, Tommy, let's go to the main event in which we saw the Ring of Honor Television champion Samoa Joe defending against a returning Brian cage. Brian cage is so big. His shoulders don't fit on my TV. I either need a bigger TV or Brian cage needs to shrink a little bit. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. Two big men going at it. Uh, Tommy, what'd you think of the match?
0: Enjoyed the match. Enjoyed the physicality. I'm a big fan of Brian cage. I'm a bigger fan of Samoa Joe. Um, Enjoyed the match. I hated, hated, hated the very end and would have blown my stack at one Brian Cage, but I've already blown my stack at Brian Cage a lot when we worked at Impact. Um, Tell me why you love Brian Cage and then tell me what
3: Brian Cage did last night in in which you would have blown your stack.
0: I love Brian Cage because one, he's my friend, two, um, I think he is an excellent wrestler um, I can't believe some of the things that he can physically do. I I really enjoy watching Brian Cage. At the end of the match, he got choked out by Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe always is very Samoa Joe. I love Samoa Joe. And when you get choked out, you need to be at all times selling that choke out, whether as soon as he puts you in the hold and you get choked out to save your larynx or your oxygen. but that that is the proverbial, and we talked about it the last time. You and I have both been choked out for real, because we then got to experience by our trainer. Or was I talking that about to you about getting choked yes. out by our trainers? What it feels like to get choked out? They would always say, "Hey, you got to kind of get your ass kicked to realize what to sell. How to, an ass kicking is. Um, when you get choked out when you're." Air leaves, and you're literally fighting for your life because if you get choked out too long, you die. Um, It's this, like, two seconds of a calm because you're like, I'm going to sleep, and I can't help this anymore, and then you're done. Um, The lights go out. You need to be grabbing your throat. You can't be yelling. Uh, Hated, hated, hated the... uh, directors or camera people kept on showing brian cage i love the setup and when we say the little things here comes this group here comes wardlow they leave they exit and then they go to go back up the ramp if i'm in a real fight i'm looking at where these guys are coming which then puts my back to the people because i'm looking up the ramp and then here comes powerhouse hobbs i love that misdirection how it's supposed to be done but when you have a group, one guy should be, if the manager, he should be hanging on to a Brian Cage who's still trying to get his air while the other guy's jawjacking, blah, blah, blah. And then, boom, the damage gets done. But when you get choked, out we have yelled at Brian, like, dude, why are you yelling after you just got choked out? Like, you you can't do that because it totally, not only does it not help Samoa Joe's finish, you lost to that move. You want to be selling that like your life just ended. You're not tough if you like get to the back and you're able to, because then why did you not, why did you tap out? That's all.
3: You talked about the misdirection and how you love the misdirection last night. I think we saw two of the exact same misdirections at the top of the show with Darby and, um, (laughs) and Jeff Jarrett. And then at the end of the show with Hobbs and Wardlow, Two, two 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 things that looked almost exactly the same. Would you have done that? Did you question that? Do you think it matters?
0: Um, that's communication with. That's communication when you have producers, and then it's like, hey, what are we doing in the first match? What are you doing in the last match? If it's similar, then be more creative. I don't know if I'm trying to. Th- it was. A, I don't think it's a different type of. Uh, misdirection I think because it's uh, yeah I guess two, it is. A little bit. It is
3: two heels sneaking up on the baby faces turning them around or spinning them around yep. or whatever one into a guitar shot one into a spine buster um note to uh Wardlow and uh I'll say to Wardlow and Hobbs but more to Wardlow um when you're taking these type of bumps try to bump more fl- flat and flush on your back and not take that bump high on your hips and your butt You will be paying for it later on. Um, I enjoyed the match. Also, I agree with what you're saying about Brian Cage. Um, If you're going to get choked out, one of the things that I loved about Darby Allen last night was he took the guitar shot and he laid there forever. Getting knocked out from a guitar shot and getting choked out at the hands of Samoa Joe are the same exact thing. And choking a guy out, Right, a, a bigger guy like a Brian Cage might be able to shake off the guitar shot, but you can't shake off getting choked out. Thus, why I agree with you, where he should have stayed down considerably longer for that.
0: And it's not like he did it on purpose. It's just you need like that's where it's, hey man, you need to do this. And and to answer your your point, instead of doing a misdirection, here comes the beatdown. Here comes Wardlow. Everyone stays to the right, and then down the ramp, here comes Hobbs. You don't need to do the switch. Cage could be selling his throat. The manager could be yelling, I'll kick your ass. Get back in here. I'll kick your ass, blah, blah, blah. Turn around, there's, so you don't need that. Let's switch, or you don't need the guy coming through um, the crowd. So again, different ways to to uh, do certain things. And, and then, like I said, it, it, that needs to go when you're looking at the entire show flow or you're looking at the show on paper what am i doing if it, it, they could it, the matches were good they all were effective but then it's like what well, you like to say tightening the screws or doing it just a little bit differently again overall picture fun show and i don't think anyone at that building because like i said i've spoke to i've spoken to a lot of people on looked at your stuff on social media no one there realized it at the time, but then when you sit here and you, you listen to it, that's why we have this show. It's kind of like, you know, breaking it down segment by segment to just, you know, try to make things a little bit better or, you know, we don't try to not that AEW or WWE or any company tries to insult people's intelligence. Just, there's just different ways to do different things. And again, like when you want to get on about the referees, cool. But if at the end of the day, nobody says that, but if the, Owner is okay with it, then that's all that matters. It, it, it's, I know me personally. Like I said, I would have loved Joe and Brian Cage. I would love to be that agent for that match. And when they come back, I would have been Brian. Why did you do this? Blah blah blah. I like, oh, and I and I would just say, dude, I forgot. You can't forget because getting and that's how that's all it is. Because I never right. discredit people's hard work. I will never like you guys had great friggin' match. You have great chemistry. So, but these are things to make it better. That's all. We all we're all and everybody. Listening to this show, uh, every wrestler, we're all perfectionists and something that we strive to be, but it's so, so hard to do. And I've used this term all the time. Tom Brady, most frigging, uh, most wins, most Super Bowl rings. He's having a crappy season this year. But I also just found out Tom Brady is the most sacked player of all time. Why? Number one, he's been there, but then think about that. Tom Brady has all these victories, but he's also hit the ground so many different times. But what does he do? He dusts himself off and he gets there and he goes out and continues to play. And he is a perfectionist. He has all these accolades, all these things for a reason. And I kind of want to give that to everybody. Um, That's all. And that's in a real sport
3: and just so people understand everything that me and Tommy talk about in the tightening of the screws is for the betterment of the wrestling business making it a more enjoyable experience for the wrestling fan and to make everything make more sense because me and Tommy have sat there um, uh, amongst ourselves or whoever ever, you know whoever else we been work with and we would scrutinize just about everything we did cuz we ever, we always wanted things to make as perfect sense as possible. This way, nobody could ever poke holes in the stuff that we did afterwards. Basically- I have a
0: match. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. I have a match coming up maybe two weeks from now, and two minutes of my match got cut because of just a lost count of time. And there were key moments in my match. And then fr- from that moment, I had to go from wrestler dreamer to producer dreamer What am I have to quickly cut out? Or then it's coach dreamer like, hey, because now I'm also trying to communicate with somebody live in the ring when he's all the way across the ring. And it's just like, like all these things are happening in seconds. And every second I'm thinking I'm losing more seconds. And I was so pissed about having to cut stuff out of my match because it would have made my match better. But then at the end of the day, you know who I had to blame? Me and that's how i walk around in life to the point where i couldn't sleep because of, of of 2 minutes actually it was a minute 30 of my match that i had to cut out and that's on me being 51 and having to do this like forget about when i was younger but also forget about when i'm producing or being or helping write a show or in that moment And these are just things that, like, I don't want to see people go through because no one should be losing sleep over professional wrestling. This is why my eyes look this way.
3: Yeah, well, we've lost a couple of winks over (laughs) professional wrestling.
2: Here's what you missed on Unlocking the Cage. Do I respect Jake Paul and what he does? Yes, but there are many levels
0: of respect and people seem to throw respect onto one gigantic category there are a million different levels of respect do i respect a guy that can outbox anderson silva yeah i do i don't give him professional boxer respect because he hasn't beaten a professional boxer
2: unlocking the cage with jimmy smith weekdays from 2 to 5 p.m eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156
3: One thing I want to talk about is the acclaimed foam fingers. I would not be shocked if wherever Dynamite was next Wednesday, you saw almost the entire arena have those foam fingers in the air. Those things are going to sell like crazy.
0: Uh great way to debut them. Loved it last night. Uh, shout out again to uh, Anthony Bowens, how he is commanding the audience with his uh, mic presence. As we all know, Max Caster is a lyrical genius, but Anthony Bowens has become a promo genius. And Billy Gunn, here's the beauty of Billy Gunn. He looks the way he does. He is a giant man, and yet when he's getting all this, like all these things, what is he doing? He's just like selling it slash laying out billy could control an audience billy could control billy was freaking part of dx he was part of the new age outlaws he knows his role and hence why i'm also talking about the beauty of veterans and how they help talents and this whole scissor me daddy ass got over it's over the top and yes bully it has become like a phenom like the yes movement um love this segment, love the fact with the adoption, love. And when people say those are type of things of, I don't want to say shots, there's no problem poking fun at the other companies. You're not ripping them up. You're not belittling them, but Making those little comments like that are like, oh, he went there, which keep people super duper interested in your act. What you're willing to say is reason why, like, we love Max Caster, because, you know, he's going to hit something that's going to be so funny slash borderline controversial that he says on the mic because he's so topical. The whole group works. Love the beatdown. Love all the stuff that they did. And yes, those uh, scissor me foam fingers are going to get over and let rightfully show because it's fun. uh It's exciting. We have a whole master's class about levity. It was a great segment that ended with some heat again, doing its job. And if, and if you want to talk about an entire breakdown of dynamite, everything did its job to, for the live audience as well as to progress to the next stories or the next week where, Hey, we're going to see, uh, Eventually, Hobbs and Wardlow. Hey, this is a new crinkle with Jeff Jarrett. There's there's always these beginning things or, you know, the whole stuff with uh, John Moxley. If you want to quickly bully address all the negatives so I can just frigging get off that Twitter toxicity, uh, I can do that. If not, we'll just continue talking about scissor me because I love uh, Taz like scissoring. That was a shocker to me. Pop. Big, big Taz scissoring fan.
3: Pop. Huge pop. um we this sunday i encourage everybody to check out the master's class like you guys always do because me mark and tommy talk about levity and comedy and wrestling and if it works and when it works and can it draw money what we saw last night from the acclaimed is another example why If you can, and I don't want to call it straight up comedy. It's just entertainment, what we're getting from the acclaimed. If you can entertain like the acclaimed did or the new age outlaws did back in the day, it's going to turn into dollar bills and bags of money. And the acclaimed are, they're hitting on all cylinders right now. Dare I say, probably top three acts in the company right now when it comes to the responses that they get the minute their music plays. Got to point something out, though. Tommy, Billy Gunn's sons, ass boys, come to the top of the ramp, and then we get the attack from Morrissey. Where did Morrissey attack from? Yeah, you're right. That would have marked the third misdirection from behind on the same show.
0: Again, show flow and producers. That, that's why you have producer meetings. I mean, in, in Impact, we have producer meetings. I, I don't. We don't know repeat if, stuff.
3: I don't necessarily know if that's going on, and, and maybe I maybe I'm a thousand percent wrong. But when I see the exact same spot repeated three times on the same show, this is why I say. There has to be a little bit more attention to detail. Listen, the AEW fans are never going to turn their back on AEW. They march, they might, they, they might start getting a little frustrated with the product for some reasons uh, like the last caller, like Nick from Sheboygan was, was talking about, but come on guys, you, you can't have the same spot three times on the same show. People getting attacked from behind, it becomes a little much, so they they definitely have to worry about that, uh, or be more uh, be more conscientious about that. FTR comes down for the save. FTR picks up the AEW World Tag Team Championships and hands it back to the acclaimed acclaimed versus FTR. Is this a match that you're on board with, Tommy? And does FTR absolutely positively need to win those championships? to validate what they are trying to get across to the world today, that they are the premier tag team on the planet.
0: Slippery, slippery slope. When you have two main acts going at it, like they're going to Uh, FDR have, I want to say kind of like you more heel tendencies. Um, And you don't want to lose the fact of how over they are. And then, you know, um, the acclaimed straight up baby faces. Uh, we saw the greatness in the acclaim with their match with uh, Strickland and Keith Lee. And, you know, these are another thing that we're building up to. It's going to be a money marquee matchup. Where you go from there is that's where I say that's a, a, the difficult part. Um, if your baby face team gets beat by your other baby face team, Hey, everybody! Shake hands. Blah 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 blah. If FTR loses, does it hurt them? If the Acclaim loses, does it hurt them? That's that's the hardest part. I wouldn't want to muddle it up because that's becoming a a, a fantasy dream match. By you know the easiest way of well, I don't want to beat this person. I don't want to be beat this person. Let's throw in another team and make it a three way. Could you actually do that? Of course, but you don't want to do that because just like, you know, when I said, Hey, the fans were clamoring for the Briscoes FTR for so long. And we just kind of like, you know, I don't want to say it fizzled out, but it's just, you can only wait for so, so long. And if you're building up to that, you know, if FTR loses to the acclaimed, then are they not, they won't be the greatest because they won't have four titles because that's their entire goal. Or do you have to just have them put over the guys and then just be like, all right, we eventually have to work our way all the way back. It's it's a hard thing, but you know, and I joke about it, but who's gonna benefit the fans from that match? But the ramifications where you go afterwards are the things you just gotta worry about.
3: So I think we were talking about this last week. It was either me and you or me and Dave. So FTR claimed to be the greatest tag team on the planet right now, yada yada. And they do hold three sets of tag team championships, the IWGP, which is the most prestigious championship they have right now, the AAA tag team championship, and that's cool, and the Ring of Honor tag team championships, which they kind of, you know, rescued from obscurity, much like Tony, you know, rescued Ring of Honor from obscurity by buying the whole company. FTR are contracted AEW talents going up against the hottest new, one of the hottest new acts in the company who recently became your tag team champions. To me, FTR need to win the AEW tag team championships, have to, must to, to back up any of their claims of being this great team, because you can go win these championships everywhere else, but you can't win your own sets of championships in the the company that you're signed to. Acclaimed are entirely too hot right now, in my opinion. In my opinion, to lose. You've been around booking long enough. You sat side by side with Paul Heyman. You had your own company. There's a gun to your head right this very minute. FTR versus mm-hmm. acclaimed. One match. Who goes over
0: and why? When I say it's difficult when you have babyface, babyface. I know it's difficult. No, I'm I'm just as opposed, to if you were heels, then because you could always screw over your baby faces, and your baby faces would keep that momentum, and they'd want to see it. Um, I don't. I think they they tear it up, and then I think you know, that's a good point there, uh, Andre, the producing giant, to have a trilogy. Uh, that, um, I, that's a, that's an easy way out because. That's what I'm saying. One match. But we're also hang on, we're in a yes, we're also in a company where wins and losses matter. So if you lose to the champions, then you fall all the way down to the bottom. You have to, you know, bring it back up again. If I have one match and I'm gonna build it up as like, you know, this bigger match at the end, right before the finish, I I would turn FTR heels. <laughs> <laughs> Same- <laughs> They and do who, and who goes over? FTR. Same fat brain. Wow. Um Same they fat have brain. this amazing match that you know you're gonna have, and then literally something happens, you know, boom, like kick in the dick, they hit their finish and they cheat to win, and then they get cocky and like we told you we were the best, blah, blah, blah. Cause then they realized, you know, the acclaim is their rebuttal. We knew you knew you couldn't beat us, and then you had to cheat. And now you're bad guys. And they got to what they wanted, but they couldn't do it fairly. And then so now they're back to being heels, FTR, and their money, babyface or heels. But like I said, they had better natural heel tendencies.
3: And I'd like to throw this question out. One match, FTR versus Acclaimed. Who would
1: you have go over? You, the nation. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156
0: So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
2: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles.